0: eyes up front. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not
1: reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for today. I'm Roger, and I'm here.
0: Absolutely. Good. Absolutely.
1: That makes the three of us all feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to mention, sir?
2: No, I, well, I just don't understand uh, uh, Trump's crashing of Fauci. I can't figure that out. It's beyond me. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of the things I can't figure out. So
0: this, this, yeah, Thank this you. this election is his to, to, to win or lose, and uh, he's losing it. And I think for some of the things that he's doing. Uh, Recently, he's, he's letting down the American people by doing that. If he loses, it's because of things like that. And you bring a very, very good point. Very frustrating because I'm going to talk a little bit about the possibility of the Senate switching to Democrats. We could have all three branches of government Democrats and what that would mean for us. So you bring a very, very good point to the show.
2: He seems to be uh, uh, Biden's uh, uh, best uh, advocate. I don't understand it, but, you know. There's a lot of things that I don't understand. So, <laughs> But I don't know why anybody would listen to uh, him over a doctor, especially of Dr. Fauci's caliber. So thank you very much. Have a good day.
1: Thank you. All right. A good day. All right. We were waxing nostalgic, as the uh, phrase goes, the other day when we were talking about Buster Brown shoes. I had it kind of a little mixed up um, um but uh, there was a famous phrase from uh, the TV show. I forgot it was a TV show. I thought it was an advertisement. Um, and um, your magic twanger was uh, <laughs> what we were talking about. You can see, Chris, that in the early morning, doing an early morning show, sometimes the subject matter is not, shall we say, all that deep. Anyway, have a good time doing it. Welcome to the Upfront program. Here's the open line. Here are the numbers, seven six nine zero six hundred seven six six thirteen eighty. 600 766 1380 uh, We have a few car shows. Short of that, uh, it's um, anything you, you want to talk about. And if we don't get any activity, then we will talk about something. I'm going to get a a question, not a question over, but a microphone over to uh, Chris Boulay and let him uh, choose at random the first topic he'd like to uh,
0: come up with today. You're on, Chris. Well, I, I refer to it just a, a few minutes ago you know sometimes even though you think you're well educated and you want to be informed about things sometimes you just bury your head and one of the things that i've been looking at obviously we just talked about the, the race between biden and trump and um trump continues to shoot himself in the foot and it's it's a it's a little scary we look at the polls and we know they're skewed but it's going to be close the house of representatives unlike aoc um, who didn't know there were three branches of government in the United States. She thought there were two. There are three branches of government. And um, on the Congress side, there's basically a 98% chance that the Democrats are going to hang on to the House of Representatives. So if Trump gets in for four years... He's in for another four years of hell and impeachment and what have you. If he sneezes the wrong way, uh, he's going to be impeached. So that's pretty much fait accompli. And we don't know what's going to happen on November 3rd as far as the presidential races. My uh, thought and hope is that Trump will pull it out again. But there's a possibility that the uh, Republicans will lose Senate. And uh, right now, it's very, very close. Nobody has the former 60 majority, which you needed to get things done. And now, with the nuclear option passed in 2013 by Harry Reid, you just need a simple majority in the Senate, which is not what you want. But there's a strong possibility that the Democrats could have the, uh, the House, the Senate, uh, and um, the presidency. And then now we talk about the third branch of government, uh, which is the judicial system, and we still have a candidate who has not said whether he's for packing the courts. So you have nine uh, justices, and as it happened in the early '30s, F.D.R. tried to do that, and he failed at it, and I think he regretted that. And press, uh, Vice President Biden. Said, said it was a boneheaded thing in 1983 about FDR trying to pack the court. So if they decide to pack the court and they have no resistance from Republicans, all three branches of government could be democratically controlled. I think that we're speaking to an audience that by and large that bothers them. If you don't love America or you think America needs to be fundamentally changed, maybe that doesn't scare you, maybe that excites you, but it scares the bejesus out of me. I always go back to my comment and A famous saying by Warren Buffett, one of the best investors in the history of the world, saying, we've had 45 presidents But this is not the 1960s where it was very difficult to draw a distinction between Nixon and Kennedy. There's a great distinction about what people want. And they're taking away the work ethic in America. And they're taking away people's desire to, to... work hard and and get the American dream. They want to give them the American dream. And uh, it's very disconcerting. And I think it's probably disconcerting to a lot of our listeners because it's very difficult to draw comments on the other side saying why this would be a good thing. So I I don't know. know, I know I've never voted for a uh, Democratic presidential candidate. And going forward, I, I may never nationwide a uh, senator Repo- uh, Senate or um, or House of Representative on, on the Democratic side we've, we've got to have some balance here and I think people have to get out and vote but we are talking pretty much to Massachusetts we can see it uh, outside the, the beautiful view and we're talking to most people in Rhode Island so it doesn't even matter those states are going to go heavily democratic no matter what the candidate has so it, it's you get the government that you deserve. So I just want people to kind of recognize that it's going to be a very, very different country. Are uh, we going to survive? Yes. But we're going to take uh, a couple of steps backwards. If you would like to participate, we have to take a break. If you would like
1: to participate in our program, please call us at seven six nine zero six hundred. And as soon as we get back from the break, we will... Um, Take your call, and if we don't get any calls, uh, we'll talk about um, uh, the uh, airline industry. And, uh, and you know, uh, the, the thing I wanted to mention before we go to the break is finally, finally uh, in the month of uh, September, they were able to uh, get a million passengers by TSA, over one million airline passengers screened, um, this past Sunday, for the first time since March, indicating maybe the people are flying again.
3: Hi, this is Roger Gillette. Do you, the socket voters, know that we have as many as eight progressives running for city council, four of which are far left progressives? The current city council is led by five moderate conservatives who have wisely controlled spending for the past four years years, giving us small tax decreases and wisely putting some money away in case the state should cut funding caused by the COVID-19 dilemma. As a moderate conservative myself, I am asking you for your votes so that I can replace John who who is running for mayor. My 16 years of experience on the city council and my strong belief charge the tax there's any more in taxes than we need to in order to run the city is vital. Kenoya, Gendron, Gillette, Sierra, and Ward together will ensure a stable financial outlook for our city while keeping taxes down. Vote experience, honesty, and transparency. Paid for by Roger G. Gillette Sr.
1: WNRI is proud to present... The 2020 Woonsocket Mayoral Debate on Wednesday, October 21st. This one-hour event begins at 7 p.m. and originates from Harris Hall. Because of precautions taken during the pandemic, the debate is closed to public attendance. However, you may hear it on WNRI 1399 WNRI.com, or watch it on cable television. The election soon will be upon us and we want to be an informed voter. So, tune in for the Mayoral Debate, October 21st, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Sponsored by Sonnet 27, located at 489 Diamond Hill Road. Providing quality products and serving the community for the past seven years. A local veteran-owned business. This is Paul Bourget, chairman of the Woonsocket School Committee, asking for your vote on November 3rd. The promise of delivering a quality education for the children of Woonsocket. And the promise of delivering a safe educational environment. But certainly, please exercise your right to vote on election day. Remember, every vote counts. I am also asking for your support for Lynn bouvier Capiscus and Don Burke to join me on the school committee again to continue this important work. We are dedicated to delivering a quality education for our children because they are all our future. Paid for a campaign for Paul Boucher. The roast House is open seven days a week and our hours are 1130 30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining. And of course, TELT. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508 883 7700 and check out theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside. Have a nice luncheon, and we have luncheon starting at uh, $6.99. Good prices at the Roast, Roast House. To shoot WNRIs up front, a radio internet talk show. Now. Let's get back to the panel.
0: How are you doing, O'Leary? Pretty fantastic. Um, just, uh, the listeners don't know, I, I forgot my uh, reading glasses, so I ran out and mm-hmm. uh, got them. That's probably my favorite thing about my new truck is I got a spot in the middle, mm-hmm. and I've got about thirty-five two-dollar reading glasses <laughs> that are always at my disposal. So if I go into a restaurant and I forget them, I can go right back out. If I go to WNRI, it's right outside. I can grab it. I'm I'm excited. That little thing makes me so excited. Yes,
1: uh, this is a way of saying that if he doesn't have his reading glasses, he's not worth too much of the program. <laughs> Let's take our first uh, second call. Joe, the hello there. Your comments, please. Good morning. I should like to make a couple comments, please.
0: Sure. Absolutely.
4: First of all, I can relate to the reading glasses completely. <laughs> but um, all that aside, you were talking a little bit ago about the um, possibility that, that Congress reelected it could be very, very bad, very difficult. I don't want to see. What's been going on the last four years with the president impeachment and not my president, Um, I don't want to see this congressional impasse so that nothing gets done and we waste a lot of time, money, energy on getting nothing done and you know, one side throwing mud at the other side and what have you, because that's not good for the country at all. It doesn't get anything done. And it certainly it's a waste of money. And I'm really afraid that that's the scenario that we may indeed have. And I don't know if the president gets reelected, if everyone who, is supporting um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is going to continue on that "not my president" routine and behavior and temper tantrums and what have you? Because, quite frankly, um, whether we like it or not, whoever gets elected is the proper head of state. So, I just want to say that because it's a real concern and this is this is a scary. Option.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I always... Uh, Chuck uh, makes great comments, and I love him to stay on. Um, I think about the last time that happened in 1994. Um, obviously, uh, Bill Clinton was president in 92, and um, they they had... Um, Oh my gosh, it's not a back for America. It'll, it'll come to me. But the Republicans swept in power in 1994, and certainly they end up impeaching the president. You can discuss and debate whether that, that was uh, should have happened or not. But um, what's good for politics may not be good. For the country and vice versa, um, we had a great stock market in the, during the Clinton administration, and because of the impasse, so uh, the worst case scenario, is, as just described, is that the Democrats take uh, the House, the, the, which they'll keep, the Senate, and the presidency, and we're going to see a whole different America right now. Almost, almost the best case scenario is that Trump gets reelected. And uh, the the Republicans keep the Senate, but I would rather see Trump be reelected and lose the Senate. And I say, Oz, I'm not a Republican, I'm independent, but the Democrats take both. Um, They have all three of them. We're going to have a very different America. And what really bothers me a lot is America's trying to socially brainwash Stand up to the Constitution. And stand for the for their rights. They're saying, that you know, you're a bad person, or you're a radical if you believe the Constitution." Listen to our governor. I, it's like nails against a chalkboard. If you don't follow the rules, if you don't follow the rules, she made the rules. It wasn't passed by the General Assembly. To me, it just aggravates me, and we're bad for America. It's never happened, and certainly now this country wasn't formed by following conformance.
1: Hello, Tom. In our radio audience this morning, he sent an email to you, Chris, and this is a a real good email because you're in the investment um, field and, and of course, uh, the people that invest with you have really uh, a lot of money. But this question, if Mr. Bullay would not mind giving me his opinion, I would appreciate his advice. What do you think the smartest move would be to invest 15 Thousand dollars, and and I think that this, in a good context, so maybe somebody has fifty thousand uh, dollars, fifteen thousand dollars, somewhere in between, but um, they really uh, don't uh, or can't really turn to uh, you know your
0: company and and so forth. Well,
1: what would you recommend they do?
0: That's a that's a loaded question in the sense that I don't know that person's uh, time horizon. I don't know their investment tolerance. I, I don't know anything about that person. So that would be malpractice. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it number twelve? Is it Tom Brady? Then yeah, then, and he has he has that in his uh, in his uh, pillow cushions. Uh, no, that's a, that's a very very difficult thing to, to to talk about in terms of I don't know the time horizon. Um, I don't know anything about that person I, I i i can tell you that there's a capacity and this is just a general rule is if you can't do if you're not sure what to do, you have stocks, half bonds, you' can only be half, half wrong and that's what I you know talked about with the pension plan when a uh, city. Um, got too conservative and weren't the 5% in terms of our five-year return. Very often, if you're not sure what to do, half stocks, half bonds, you'll only be half one. But I can tell you that of the 174 households I currently work with right now, um, everyone's different. Everyone has a different uh, time horizon. Somebody who's 50 years old saying, they're telling me, hey, this really stinks, but we're going to have many more elements in my lifetime. Somebody who's 77 or 78 has got a different viewpoint. Point, it's really, really difficult to to give investment advice like that. If the person wanted to call and we could chat a little bit, that would be great. But uh, So
1: you don't mind talking to somebody who's only got $15,000?
0: Uh, no, I, I mean, I can't take the account. Uh-huh. But, I mean, my time is valuable. But if somebody's in the area, yeah, I, I try to go out of my way and, and help as many people as I can. And I was at Maryland. Lynch, they have a quarter of a million dollar minimum, uh, so you couldn't get paid. You can take count, you just can't get paid. And, and uh, UBS, I think, is a more reasonable hundred thousand dollars. But um, you know, you know, t- typically, you know, what I handle is five hundred thousand dollars to so about five million. I've got account- accounts that have a lot more than five million, but those are uh, those are few and far between. Um, you know, again. Um, I'm trying to be as helpful as I can, but without knowing the person's investment tolerance, time horizon, goals, you really can't make a recommendation.
1: Okay. Um, I, I apologize. Tom. But if it's sitting in a uh, bank savings account, uh, I'm not a financial advisor, but I I have a feeling that's not really
0: uh, a very great place to see that money grow. If, if and I'll, I can make a general statement... Um, I don't work with 99.99% of the world. Um, you're not a financial advisor for everyone. If you're listening, you have a financial advisor and you're sitting with excess cash in the bank because the bank's paying nothing, reach out to your financial advisor. There are so many different things that can be done to give you a return. The the banks are flooded with money. The the Federal Reserve is, is said they're not going to raise interest rates till 2023. We've got a 10-year treasure around 0.7%. Talk to your financial advisor. That I have never been busier than in my career. I've been doing this for almost 22 years. I've never been busier than now because of that situation. So if you're working with somebody and you like that he or she, pick up the phone, call them, and say, hey, I, I've got uh, – cash in the bank i don't need do you have any ideas and he or she probably has a lot of great ideas that will take you up the risk spectrum but it will probably give you a better return you just got to kind of balance that out joe
1: i want to tell you we have your email and we'll get to it after we get to a couple of lists of our lined up to talk on the radio hello there your comment please if i
5: may say what i did I started out with $5,000. I got a coupon joint monthly pool for a year for like 100 bucks, And I managed to parlay that into $85, in $85,000 with everything I could put aside in it um, within seven or eight months. And I, I managed to go from 5000 to total investment of 23000 in one account. And that has doubled itself in seven months. But I just joined Motley
0: Fool and I went with their recommendation more or less. That's that, a good way to start. Yeah, that's uh, that's very aggressive. Um, but you, you sound very young and it, it won't fit everyone. Um, but um, I do, I do look at that uh, site and um, you know, they've got some, they've got some decent ideas. And good, ahead, go ahead. Well, first of all, I'm sixty and I and I went by a thing at Warren Buffett, I
5: believe. Made most ninety of money after it was 50, so at 60, my my stock portfolio does triple the interest of my 401k at work. I couldn't afford to leave the money, I left the money in the 401k while I'm working, but the other 401k, six months later, I tri- put that into an IRA based on stocks, and that has gone up 12%, and that's been in the last two months.
0: Can I, can I stop you right there? Um, you, yeah. So, are you? You telling me that you didn't have your four hundred and one k because uh, because you're still working?
5: Well, my my understanding is my my four hundred and one k where I used to work, I grabbed onto and moved it. Mm-hmm. What understanding is you can't actually grab that until you stop working there. But I don't know. Well, let me let me let me
0: let me stop you right there. Um, you should call your HR department because obviously you're doing a great job and you. Should to ask them if it's possible because you're over 59 and a half if you can do an in-hardship withdrawal. So if you can do that, you can uh, move the money to yourself and, and, and manage it yourself. Every company is different. Uh, CVS right here in the great city of Woonsocket, you have to be 59 and a half to do that. There's a, a Textron, you could be 40 years old, every company is different. But there's probably highly likely that you could do an in-service not hydro patrol, roll it over with tax-free to an IRA, and then you could manage it yourself.
5: All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. I said in the meantime, what I really called about, right, is, you know, and you have to tell your friends this, because they're not listening to this radio. So one thing, they're going to get a handout that, that, like, like, um, Cortez or whatever her name is. She says, well, you're not going to have, or he's going to give me money, even if you don't want to work. When, when they firmly take control and we become more of a social society, those people not willing to work are going to be led off to concentration camps, plain and simple. That's what happens in a social society. And you need to remind all those people with the handout that aren't listening to the show, go find your friends, go find your welfare person, say, you know, sooner or later, if we really become a social society and you refuse to work, you will be led to a concentration camp. That's what happens.
0: See, I don't, I don't, as so they find out, I do a conservative radio show. They, they're not my friends anymore, they so. Dump them. They dump They, dump me. But thanks <laughs> for the call. Appreciate it. Call, call your HR department.
1: Have a good day, sir. We appreciate your call. Let's have another call on the Upfront program. Your comments, please. Morning, gentlemen. Morning,
2: Chris. Good morning.
0: Hey, yeah. could you phrase that a little bit better? <laughs> uh, <laughs> was hey, you say good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Chris. I say, could you phrase that a little bit better? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. You know, as one of only several people in the city that care about the pension fund. Have you uh, heard anything about if they've hired somebody else? If Peace Solve is still on? I,
0: I, I, have not. I was, I was asked if I wanted to, 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 to uh, you know, for it, and I have no interest in, in doing that. So, um, I. have have not heard anything about it i'm you know as probably is you, you you could be more familiar with it but i've looked at the numbers recently and you know they continue to drop they continue to underperform drastically so um i, I don't know if they've moved or not
2: well the last meeting i was able to attend i attended with uh, my old friend albert and it was one of the first new vendors and they put their proposal forth, and then uh covet hit and uh There's been nothing since Mm -hmm. in the interim piece. I just stay on, and at that time, millions for the rest of uh, for the rest of uh, the amount of money we had in the group. And I don't know what it is now because it's very hard to get information from this administration. The other thing I want to bring up too is, and I hear the mayor saying all the time that when she came in office. She had $250 million of accrued debt, and she cut that down considerably, and the credit rating has improved. I just want everybody to understand, and I know you do, that even though, say we have a school bond issue, uh, the deficit bond is paid off. She, that's all paid off, it's in the general fund now. Okay, the pension bond was still paying to the tune of roughly $3.7 million a year, okay? That's coming out of the general fund. But the school bonds, okay, if, if you remember, and uh, Roger's going to remember, we put those two middle schools in at the very last moment because the high reimbursement rate from the
0: state was going to expire. Remember Yeah, that? yeah wasn't it 8713? Was, was yeah. that. Was that the ratio? Right 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 around there. Yeah, 87% of it was picked up by the state and 13% was picked up by the city. It was a good deal. So
2: what I'd like to point out is when this gets paid off, just remember it's not this administration that is uh, stabilizing a tax base to pay off this debt. They're paying off the 13% that they're responsible for, but yet the big number's down. Because of the reimbursement from the
0: state, mm-hmm.
2: is that
0: really accurate? Yeah, yeah. No, again, um, I, I I I know where you're going with it. I the the facts are, she was in office when, when these things happened. But the real facts are that 13 of the 20 overrides were were done um, by for the budget. So I got a I got a letter. You probably got a letter. My taxes to the city went down $941, which is terrific and the mayor cannot take all credit for that because 13 of those overrides of the 20 were, were budget related so there were you know there were times where the where the mayor wanted to have a small increase and kind of padded the budget in my opinion and and put contingency positions that we couldn't afford and then the city council which I think is the best City council we've ever had since I've been following politics uh, lowered lowered the uh, levy uh, several times. So that's kind of the fact is. And you you understand that You've done even more research than I have. Much of the mayor's the administration's credit. They give me all of the information I was looking for maybe two months ago. I at I am angry at this mayor. I am angry. On April 2014, I, I talked to her at the rotary meeting and she t- told me to go pound CN. And she said, You didn't vote for me. You didn't support me. You're Leo's mayor. And I said, At the time, we're, we're mismanaging the pension fund. I said, Look, mayor, if you're not sure what to do, do half stocks, half bonds, you can only be half wrong. And I did a calculation. And if we had done that, and I'm not doing hindsight 2020, we'd be up around 12 million dollars or more easily if we had just done that. So we, take like my word. For it, you look at Seth Magazine's um, uh, study. We have by far the worst pension plan in the state, open or closed. We average 4.53 percent when the rest of everyone else was averaging over 9 percent. And it's very, very frustrating for me as a citizen. As that some, She's going to be office at some, at some point. Hopefully it's November. Maybe it's not. But as a taxpayer, we're, we're all going to come to root and have to pay that. So don't tell me that you saved $2 or $3 million for the roads when you wasted about 12 or $13 million on a pension plan, which was very, very light lifting. You don't, don't take my word for it. Speak to the people, the smart people in Providence, who are much smarter than anyone with pocket as you told us. Just listen to them. Let Seth listen to me. Make sure that you have a decent pension plan. So don't get around and tell me you owed our taxes and you saved 2 or $3 million because you paid the roads when you just blew $12, 13000000 million by mismanaging the pension plan, in my opinion.
2: So as you know, I agree with all those things. Specifically, this is the city council I've seen. They have, on several occasions, redirected a budget that even in this last budget, because it's an election year, she wanted to give a little bit more discount to homeowners because they vote at the peril of commercial property and everything else. There was an override and there's an adjustment. Okay, but the truth of the matter is, I got that same letter, and I was going to address it right now, is that uh, the reason for it was not efficiency on the part of this administration of lower taxes. Okay, this was not the product of an uh, administration that increased our tax base. Let's face it, the Russian corporation under that agreement will only pay in 10 years... The pension of the retirement That's it. Every penny will go to that. But the other thing people don't understand is part of that decrease was due to a statistical revaluation. That, if you remember, Albert Brand took all the way to the Attorney General because of his uh, uh, discrepancies. So when your taxes, and in, case in my, my taxes were down primarily because my value went down, whereas. These people came in and assigned higher values to other properties who were paying more. So once again, the homeowner got a letter, okay? But I'm sure Walnut Hill Plaza didn't get a letter saying, I hope you uh, appreciate the tax break you got from me because of my efficiency, because that didn't work. There are several reasons behind that reduction in your homeowner rate, and none of them are attributed to Lisa Baldelli doing a better job, and I hope people take that into consideration, because numbers and numbers, you know, liars, uh, figures don't lie, but liars figure, and that's what's yeah. happening.
1: And our clock know. has run out here yeah. on time. Here. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you Roland for the call. We appreciate it. our program on WGNR. If you want to participate, like our last call, I did to hear from you. 769-0600 is our question. Uh, is our telephone number. Now, uh, let me see where uh, that email was. Um, Where is... Oh, yeah. I watched the city council meeting last night, writes uh, Joe. And... Am I correct that John Ward discovered that the mayor was untruthful about how Paul Luba is being paid? How does the mayor get to use taxpayer money as a shell game to pay people or her pet projects without any approval from the council? Even when asked repeatedly, she said the state was paying for Paul Luba. I hope this question is asked at the debate. a Listener. All right, well, I will print that for Mr. Gamash and um, and if he um, feels that uh, it's a question relevant to uh, the debate, well, then uh, he may work it in there. As far as the actual um, comment itself is concerned, there was a soundbite that we played a little bit earlier that discovered, um, that is, Mr. Ward, that under budget, Budget Commission, which has been gone now for three years, there was a $4,500 item for um, payment to somebody. And uh, from what I learned from the soundbite, I mean, it sounded like that. Uh, It sounded like the $45 was earmarked for Mr. Luber out of the city budget. But on the other hand, when we were discussing it in the studio, we were saying, well, if the Budget Commission has been gone for Three years and Mr. Um, Ward is discovering a July entry for budget in July. Uh, where was it in the budget originally? How did it get? Um, uh, how did it get? Uh, shall we say labeled in the budget to get there so that the forty-five hundred dollar entry for July could be uh, allocated? But anyway, that's um, what Joe has written.
0: Regardless of uh, is my mic on, yes, this Regardless of who the next mayor is, it, it's unforgivable that the city council is not receiving monthly financial statements. So the there's only two possibilities. One of them is that the city is not capable of creating monthly financial statements, which I, I don't believe. That really is more, more likely that the city council is just not receiving them. So we hold the city council city council accountable. To uh, for the budget, and and, uh, they have to work hand in hand with the administration. So for them not receiving monthly financial statements, um, I don't know if it ever got to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, It never should have ever ever got to that point. Uh, It doesn't make any sense at all. And we've got some very very talented people uh, who municipal government. On the some of them won the job, and some of them have been doing it for years and years. Some of them do it for a living, like in John Wood. So I can't believe that there's another city or town of the 39 in Rhode Island where the city council doesn't receive timely financial statements. That is just ridiculous.
1: When Mr. Ward was here on Wednesday, an emailer asked this question, but I only found the uh, email uh, after the fact. I sent it off to Mr. Ward, and then he did answer it. It says here, ask Mr. Ward how the present system for city, for how councils are elected is racist. Ask Mr. Ward how the present system for how city councils are elected is racist, question mark. And um, Mr. Ward answers back to us here. There is evidence of the system racist by design. However, there seems to be a belief among minority members of the community that their numbers could be better represented if the district be represented were smaller, making it more likely that a minority candidate could be successful in that district. And that's um, the the, uh, proposal, it's just a proposal, about doing ward voting. It happens to be Mr. Ward is directed to about how to be how to do district voting, uh, dividing the city into five or six uh, different segments, and only having the council member you know, elected from that particular uh, part of the um, of the city, and uh, that's supposedly to give better representation. Yeah.
0: Comment, sir. Oh, I, I you know, I, I obviously I think very highly of Mr. Ward. I, I could not disagree more. Um, we have 14 candidates. I went back and forth during uh, his interview, whether they're 13 or 14. There are 14 candidates for city council. A handful of them are completely unqualified and uh, would just be a disaster on the city council. Um, you know, probably would have to need uh, uh, Uber to get to City Hall, never, never been there. Um, so you, you've got maybe, you know, seven or eight decent candidates, in, in, in my opinion. So right. uh, if you do if you if you if you go to a ward system, you're gonna you're gonna make it even even worse. So, if you want to open up government, I I think it's ridiculous that the mayor of the city of Stockton only makes eighty seven thousand dollars a year. I think it's more ridiculous that a sitting city council member makes nine thousand dollars a year. Basically, it's charity work. On the city council, we'll probably meeting two or three times a week. They're putting probably 20 hours into the job at least for $9,000. You want to make it more open. I think a city council member should make twenty-five dollars or $35,000 a year. The mayor should probably make about $150,000 a year. You're running a $150 million corporation. So the, having wards, I think, it would would diminish an already uh, small pool of candidates who are qualified. And
1: that same email finish off our our, uh, email part of the program open line available here at 790600 and we will take a break in a second what is the mission of this committee is uh, studying racism in one socket and are they acting like a charter commission this is posed to mr ward and uh, so he answered back and um, maybe chris might even add to it Mr. Ward says the board is not acting like a charter commission. They are making recommendations for a charter review body to consider. In any case, any proposed charter amendments only get on the ballot by a city council ordinance. And then, if any amendment requires approval of the voters from their final report to the city council, the recommendations will include encouragement to form a charter change committee and recommend changes that aim to achieve the goal of a diverse, equitable, and good governing body. So their recommendations are just recommendations, and I guess fair questions to ask are, why shouldn't we have a more expanded public discussion of these recommendations through a Charter Review Commission so that they can all come to the understanding of the basis for any sense of separation felt by the group of minority residents living among us why should we shy away from or reject an opportunity to learn more about how other residents feel in the same city thank you mr ward i mean you can
0: you can put it on for the fun you have to respect the will of the people so i am one person sitting here on tuesday and thursday and i completely Disagree, but, but people want to do that just like with the appointed school committee, and they, they kind of reverse themselves. Um, just like if Biden gets in, is I'm you're not going to hear me say on a, on a Thursday morning that that's not my president, whoever gets in, if he. He, he's not going to be able to finish his first year if he was to get in and Kamala Harris would be the president. I want her to succeed. If that happens, you're not going to hear that's, that's not my president. So, so let people do it, and you get the government that you deserve. I think it's a tr- terrible mistake, and I've already explained publicly several times how I would f- fix it. Um, but if you're president of Woonsocket and uh, you're not a convicted felon then you can vote, um, you're, you're 18 and above, your 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 voice should be heard, and I may be in the minority of uh, thinking wards are a terrible idea, except John Ward on the city council.
1: The Holy Bible. Would you like to study it? Bible study. Every Wednesday night, tomorrow night at 7. Here are details. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to to attend services at the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the Internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's a church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study, Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith. And available online. And we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation, which services now available on Facebook and Skype. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. Savini's Pomodoro Restaurant is open for inside and outside dining, too. And you can enjoy our famous and very popular Sicilian style pizza. So, clam cakes and chowder, fish and chips, fried clam sandwiches, and our full Italian specialties, too. And you can always order takeout taking reservations for indoor and outdoor service at 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Rathbun Street, Woonsocket, open Tuesday through Sunday. And yes, we always have family-style chicken. Oh, yeah, Savini's. Uh, I love the place, um... You may want to have the nice sirloin steak uh, with a a nice mushroom sauce. Uh, You may want to have one of their big pizzas, right? Uh, Not only uh, are they big in terms of circumference, but uh, they also have that nice thick crust. It's Sicilian-style pizza, and very, very popular, and people love it. And you can find it right there at Savini's. It'll be open later this afternoon afternoon for your dining convenience now we'll be back in 30 seconds with more calls from our listeners and more comments. the city one socket deserves a strong experience voice at the state house
0: my background in planning and development will help bring in
1: new businesses to the city i will fight to lower taxes and fees to not only bring in new
0: businesses but to keep them here
1: i will advocate for a fairer funding formula for our schools so we can the education needs of the future the bottom line is I will continue to fight tirelessly to bring
5: more state dollars to our great city of Socket. I'm Steve Lima, Democrat
1: for State Rep. 49, humbly asking for your support and vote on Election Day, November 3rd.
6: Pay for friends
1: of Steve Lima. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome back
0: to the Upfront program. See those lights blinking? Are they, uh Shining in your eyes. Yes. Before we take that, a regular listener, as they studied over, it was Newt Gingrich and the contract with America in 1994. So we all swept power in for both the House and the Senate, and we had a Democratic um, president, and we had a booming economy. So that's the one thing we can hang our hat on. That sometimes gridlock is good when. Things are going well, to go back to Chuck's point, if things need to be adjusted, then it can be a problem. But if things are running well and nothing passed, like it happened in, uh, you know, the 90s, you know, that was a booming uh, economy. And we have to give credit to a Democratic president. That's the last time we had surpluses. Three to four hundred billion dollars during the Clinton administration of surpluses. And we haven't seen those since. Um, we have over a trillion dollars. Forgetting so about the um, coronavirus stimulus, uh, deficits are running at a trillion dollars a year. All
1: right. We have a couple of our listeners waiting, and we're going to try to get both phone calls in. So your comment, please. Hello there. Hello. Hi. Thanks
6: for taking my call.
1: How you guys doing? We're well,
6: doing good. Good, good. Mr. egg just, just a quick question for you. And um, I, under- I totally understand where you're coming from with uh I think you said, you know, the counselors should be paid um, more. And, and I, I understand where you're coming from because I understand that the, the hours that are put in are a lot more than the public probably knows about. I know there's probably a lot of <clears throat> special meetings at a time. And it, at the end of the month, you probably look back and be like, wow, it's it's if you actually make <laughs> it down, it's,
1: good hours, deal for it's, us.
6: Probably, it's probably, yeah, it's probably... It's probably peanuts. I, I totally understand that. But let me ask you a question, though. Um, overall, in the state of Rhode Island, can you can you point to another city or town that does pay that? It, se- it seems like the 9000 stipend a year. I think, it, to me, it seems pretty aligned with other cities and towns. So how would you justify it in that
0: sense? Well, uh, there are some who pay higher than that. And um, I actually, you gave me some homework. I'm going to be back on Thursday morning. And hopefully you're listening in, I'll do some research who's paying what. I just think when you're running a million dollar corporation, the complexity, eighty seven thousand dollars I don't think is enough. When you look at the city council, when they're going in the direction of you only have we have a city of forty one thousand, we have fourteen people running for city council, I think half of them are probably not qualified. I think you just gotta pay up and get the performance that you need. If you look at this is a stretch, um, but I'll go to Boston, um, and that's apples and oranges, but I know they pay over $100,000 a year for a city council member. Does it have to be that high? No. Um, but I think it has to be something to increase the pool because you're looking at it, you're running a job. You know, you, you, you're, you've you're got a job, and now you're giving so much to the city and in terms of time, I, I think it should be rewarded. So, yes, yeah, bigger cities are paying a lot, lot, lot more money. Um, the truth, I think, somewhere in the middle. It used to be ten thousand dollars a year, and one system member said, "Hey, when, when they decided to take the thousand dollar pay cuts uh, symbolically, that person was voted out of office because of that." So, what I'll do is I'll take a look at the cities and towns and. And, Rhode Island, and I'll look at some of the cities and I'll juxtapose them. But, you know, just because it's my idea doesn't mean it's a great $1,000 for what they do is, is too little. And it, I think that, that is kind of discriminatory. Because you've got some high quality people on the city council who are giving back to, to the city. And $9,000 not that big deal. So if you've got somebody who's making 15 bucks an hour or what have you, they probably can't afford to be on the city council. So that would be my argument as well.
6: I, yeah, and I
0: think there could be some, some validity to your argument, Mr. Boulay. I, I, oh, I Mr. Boulay was my father. I'm Chris.
6: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. I understand, Chris. All right, yeah. No, I, I, and I understand what you're saying, and I think, it could, I think it has some merit. I do think it has some merit, and I'll just give you my reasoning. I, you know, I'm not necessarily agreeing with you, but I'm saying that if somebody was, let's say, a mother, a single mother of three kids who wanted to run for city council, um, and they're going to some meetings twice a week or something, like that you know what i mean the the nine, i i could see in that specific case that could dissuade people that might be near the poverty line from running so um I, I think it could even like you said i think it could be some i think it's got merit or even maybe something where there's a, a stipend per meeting or something like that um i, I do see some merit to it Um, I I, my vision of it would be maybe like a more like a stipend version of, hey, you know, what we hit a certain amount of hours this month. I wasn't home with my family. I don't make a lot of money. So I I see where you're going with this. And I I wish you luck with it.
0: Before before you hang up, I just uh, have this magical thing in front of me called Google. The city council. In Boston, makes one hundred three thousand five hundred dollars. Again, Boston versus Woonsocket is very different. That's that's what it is. One oh three five.
1: Thank you, sir. We're going to try to squeeze in this last call. We only have a few seconds here. At least you want to get the subject matter on the table. Hello there.
7: A few seconds. Number one, it's the difference between public service and political careers. I can't believe I'm disagreeing with. Way, uh, I know he's not his father, but anyway. Secondly, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I, I totally disagree. When I was in politics, I even consulted a friend who was a priest. I said, "You know, uh, my my uh, child is a teenager. I don't think it be too much work." Blah blah blah. I was concerned about the role, uh, wife, mother <clears throat> versus. Getting involved in politics. However, having said that, and I w- this is this is not a discussion for two minutes. Ten seconds. This is a discussion. Ten seconds. Yeah, a In time. favor. I am in favor of looking at districts. I think socket should only have four districts and three at large and obviously I don't have time to talk
0: about More Thursday. Thank you. Yes, calls on Thursday. Thank you Chris for being here and My we pleasure. will see
1: you next time
0: on the Upfront program. USA.